Oh, hi. You're listening to Surface from Hell presents Amuse Bouche. This is going to be a segment where the chef brings over some lovely little treats for you, the patrons, for being a patron of the restaurant or because you're about to be served something amazing. I don't think I've personally ever had it, but someone used this phrase around me the other day and I was like, that's fun. And apparently it's French and I've probably butchered how you say it, but I did my best. I don't speak French. So we're adding this segment this year because we want to try something new and why not? It's 2021 and stuff's still weird. So this segment is going to be listener letters that we're going to throw in every so often to change up the pace a little bit and to include you, the lovely listeners. We have been so touched by all of the outreach and you have asked some pretty insightful questions that I'm honestly scared to answer a couple of them. But the first handful for this episode, I'm going to be as honest as I can. And yeah, we're going to go from there. So if you have questions, we'll give you all the contact info at the end of the episode. But let's get started. Okay, so for our first letter for this first amuse-bouche, Jerry from Long Island writes, Dear Service from Hell, love the show. Thanks, Jerry. You seem to have a lot of people on your podcast that claim that they tip. I guess since you know them all, they do. But do you believe all of your guests when they say that they tip all the time? Wait, I guess since you know them all. They- oh, because I know all the guests, they must tip. Um, but do I believe that they tip? Um, okay, so the answer to this is, you know, the guests that I've had on so far... I think with the exception of maybe one or two of them, all of them have worked in a restaurant or a bar at some point in their history. And what I have found to be true is anyone who has worked in that industry understands how brutal it is and understands that tips are the lifeline because of the way that the, you know, the system is set up here in the States. And so I believe all of them. I mean, do I think everybody tips 30% all the time? No, because I don't tip 30% all of the time. Like that's a, you know, that's incredibly generous. And, uh, you know, I, I've been out because I am friends with basically everyone I've interviewed and I've been out with most of them in a social setting and can verify that they all tip that way. I mean, not that I'm looking at the, you know, at the tip line or whatever, but no, I mean, all of the people that I've been out with socially that I've interviewed have all, yeah, they've all tipped the way that they say that they do. In fact, some tip more generously than they were willing to admit to on the show. But do I think in the future that every guest that I interview is going to, you know, tip in the same way or tip at all? No, because I've interviewed or I will be probably interviewing people who have never worked in the service industry. And I do think that it colors your relationship to tipping and it colors how you view the importance of it because it's the sort of behind the scenes thing, right? It's it's like, oh, why are all these producers attached to this TV show? And it's like, because it takes a, so much work to get a TV show off the ground and producers are really important. And I feel like servers and bartenders have all of these behind the scenes things that they do that you as the guest don't ever see. And I think if you've worked in the industry, you know what those things are. It's a little bit easier to be more generous with bartenders because they are physically making the drinks in front of you in theory, if you are sitting at the bar or you are, you know, in a bar area where you can see them. So I think that's traditionally speaking why bartenders tend to get tipped better across the board because you're actually, they're essentially singing for their supper. They're earning it. They're showing you what they're doing. And the servers that are doing 
500 things in the back, you know, refilling three glasses whilst also grabbing bread or, you know, yelling at the food runner. Oh, I forgot to tell you, you know, please know this on that or whatever. All of that sort of side stuff, you as the guest don't ever see that. And so unless you've worked in it, you don't know that that is a thing. So yeah, I mean, I would say traditionally speaking, every server that I've ever had a social interaction with outside of work, every bartender, I've, they all tip really generously. And it is, I have been told that <laughs> off the mic by some guests that it's a tough question because <laughs> they have said to me, oh, if I didn't tip, I would totally lie. And these are people that obviously, like I said before, you know, I know that they tip because I've been out with them socially. And I thought about changing the question for this year because I was thinking, yeah, I guess I've trapped them. You know, what person is going to be transparent and be like, oh, no, I never tip what's tipping, you know, because especially because I'm interviewing them and they know that I work in that industry. So a hundred, I mean, they know that the question is coming and I can't imagine that I would go on a podcast about anything and they'd be like, oh, do you disrespect the, you know, the, the person or industry that you're interacting with uh, on a regular basis? I mean, my answer would be, of course I don't. I mean, this, you know, podcasts are like out in the world. People hear them. So you have to be super careful. And especially because I've been very fortunate to interview some public figures. And so, yeah, you know, it's like, do you give the PC or sort of the politics answer of, you know, it is not a a habit with which I regularly uh, actively participate in the negative or some, I don't have a politics answer. Y'all listen to this podcast. I'm insane. But whatever the sort of PC answer of not saying a definitive yes or no, it's more of like, I guess, a legal answer. You know, I guess that would be the more appropriate way to handle it. But I really do think, I mean, because there have been some guests that have said, oh, no, not 100% of the time. They'll say, oh, I'll forget when I get coffee or if, you know, if it's quick, I don't or things like that. So the short answer is, you know, no. Do I think I'm going to bat a thousand and that everyone's going to, you know, be 100% honest all the time? No, of course not. Because, you know, I think people, especially people who are media trained, are very aware that this is going in people's ears and they don't want to have to do the cleanup process afterwards of like, hey, can you get rid of when I said fill in the blank? So anyway, Jerry, that is a long ass response to your question. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I would like to think I haven't had liars on the podcast. So I don't I don't know. But anyway, I do think people are people. All right, Jerry, I hope that answers that. Our next question comes from Diane from Colorado. Diane from Colorado writes SFH. I like that. Those are our initials, everybody. I have an apparently, because my son says so, irrational fear of the buffet-style restaurants. We have a few in the city next to us, and my son always wants me to go. I just think that they are dirty, and there is no way that food hasn't been sneezed on a time or two, you know? But my son loves soups, and they have a lot of soup at buffet restaurants. What should we do? It's really sweet that your son loves soups. Hey, Diane. Thanks for writing in. So, okay, you know, I go back and forth with this because uh, I have a good friend that really loved this place called Soup Plantation, who's probably listening to the podcast, What Up? And I also really liked that place. And that was a place that actually went out of business as a result of the pandemic. And they had this thing where you could get, I wish I should get sponsored by these places before I answer this question. Actually, I shouldn't actually be specific, but both of the places I was going to mention, I think, are now completely have now gone under, which, you know, RIP is super sad. But anyway, at Soup Plantation, you could get unlimited salad and unlimited soup and unlimited uh, soft serve frozen yogurt at the end. And let me tell when I tell you that this place was designed for me, uh, it was designed for I mean, soup, salad and yogurt. Yes, please. All day. 
So I wouldn't let myself go down the mental rabbit hole of how many people had probably touched or picked over the sort of lettuce and bread and all of that stuff. But I have been to other buffet style places that I won't name um, that are uh, buyer beware a little bit. I think you can tell when you walk in, it's kind of like a, any sort of restaurant. I feel like there are some, and it also depends on like they're franchised, right? So it just depends on the individual owner that happens to be running that particular location or the manager, or if the employees of said location care, it kind of just, it's, it's all sort of nuanced. And I don't know, it doesn't say what town you live in. You, it just says Colorado. So I don't know if, if the town or the place next to your town, you know, if, if you walk in and it seems dirty, trust your gut, because if it looks gross, as soon as you walk in, you can assume the food is probably handled in the same way. And, you know, foot traffic with buffets is so funky because it's, it's a walkthrough experience. And so everybody's standing up. So there's not really a way to kind of manage that. I mean, obviously COVID times, well, I don't know, maybe where you are in Colorado, maybe the buffet style places are open. That feels insane to me. That feels like, especially right now, a place like that shouldn't be open. But I will say, um, shout out to Angelique, who is probably also listening because I have amazing friends. She and I used to go to the gym in LA and then we would go to the Sizzler that was right by my old apartment. And we were obsessed and it was definitely not clean. I'm not going to tell you exactly where it was, but I also think that Sizzler has now fully gone under, although I don't know, but I think that they were a um, casualty of the pandemic as well. But anyway, we would go and like when you walk in, you tell them what meat you want. And at the time I was just doing seafood. And so she would get, I think she'd get, she would probably get the same thing I would, but we would have a conversation before we go in. I mean, if a slab of salmon is going to cost 10 bucks, you're going to get a $10 type of piece of salmon. So you're not getting the Gordon Ramsay cut of salmon. You're getting the equivalent of the $10 cut that also means they can turn a profit on that on that meat slab in front of you. So yeah, I think using your judgment is fair. But also if your son's only really into soups and salads, soups are at least hot. So I would imagine that kills some of the bacteria. And also, all kidding aside, I think that there's laws for how long food's allowed to sit out. And there's all kinds of these things that they can't get out of. And so as far as I understand it, there has to be a general turnover of the food. And I don't know what the cleaning rules are necessarily, but I know that the temperature of the food matters. And that's the, okay, that's another tell. I've been to too many buffets, y'all. I'm just telling on myself right now. But if somebody rolling through there on the floor has a thermometer either in their hands or on their person, or you notice that they have this metal stick with a circular something on top, you can assume that that person is testing the temperatures of things. And I think that like if something sits in a warming tray for too long, it gets too hot. It has to go. And obviously if it is under a certain temperature, it also has to go because I think for food to not grow bacteria, it has to hover at a certain temperature. This is probably something I should have asked one of the myriad of doctors we've had on this podcast, but this question hasn't come up before, so I don't know. But the really, really, really short answer that I've already made way too long is if your son likes them and it's a fun activity for you two to do together, then I would say, well, post COVID or get a vaccine and then go. But 
just make sure that it looks clean to you on the outside. And then I can't imagine that it's any dirtier than a Subway or a McDonald's that you would probably go into because it's kind of the same, any kind of fast food interaction, there is a high potential for things to be either really gross or either really great as far as cleanliness goes. So yeah, I think post-COVID, you know, you may just suck it up and get some delicious unlimited soup and salad. Well, you didn't say unlimited, but I'm going to assume that it is. Okay. And Mir Khan, I really hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly. I'm super sorry if I'm not, but it looks like Mir Khan from India writes, you discussing the tipping is not understandable to me. Can you explain, please? That, sure, that makes total sense that our tipping system, it doesn't, I'll be honest, it doesn't make a ton of sense to me either. But essentially for anyone that is not in a tipping culture or is not in the States where it's upside down and backwards, as you heard actually a guest, a previous guest, Bella, talk about, because she's from Australia, she was saying this whole system doesn't make any sense to her. Essentially, you can get tipped for any sort of customer interfacing job these days um, from you know, the the very obvious, well, for us, the very obvious, if you sit down at a restaurant and you order food and drinks, you, you provide just extra money to the person that brought you those food and drinks. You just leave it as a gift essentially on the table or the way that our receipts work is there's a line where you can write an amount of money there. It'll say tip next to it. And then you write an amount of money and then you total the receipt yourself. And then the restaurant or bar or wherever you are closes out that receipt based on the total you've provided, which is also a little insane. And then you sign that piece of paper saying that you have agreed to pay the amount you came up with yourself. So now that I have to explain it, that's actually kind of insane. And so I didn't I didn't do a good enough job distilling the positions that get tipped. So in the States, the most common would be um, servers at a restaurant, bartenders at a bar, uh, hairdressers, the people that cut your hair, color your hair, they get tipped. Um, barbers, I think same thing, cut cut your hair. Car wash is one I guess you can tip at or most people do. If someone just makes you a coffee, so a barista, they get tipped usually. Uh, we have rideshare services over here, as y'all do there too. And the rideshare services co- cost a base cost and then you can tip on top of that. A lot of people do. Taxis, we tip on taxis. Help me out, listeners. I do not know why I'm blanking. Of course, I wait to record until it's very late and I'm very tired, but I can't think of, I mean, we tip in a bajillion ways. But actually, a friend of mine from Spain had said, not at all kidding, this was years ago, she had said, oh, so then you also tip doctors (laughs) and was being dead ass serious because doctors do provide a service and, you know, tip based on performance and I just thought the question was funny at the time, but now thinking about it, where is the line? What is the limit? So Mirkan, I don't, so I'm just giving you general places where it's sort of socially understood that you will be tipping if you're in the United States, but we don't really, I mean, we've all sort of socially agreed to this weird line, but we, we haven't, I mean, you're not raised being told you can't get certain things. If you don't tip, the expectation is just that you you just gift them with this extra money. So if, for example, you're at the shoe store and someone helps you try on shoes, you don't, traditionally speaking, you're not expected to slip them 20 bucks and say, thanks for doing your job, which is such a weird distinction because then why do we do it? I don't know. I mean, we are, we are, our wages usually match positions that that are expected to be paid um, a tip, but I, 
yeah, trying to explain, I should have thought this question through before I started recording and I should have read this question before I started recording. I, yeah, I don't really have a great response to that other than it is a gift of extra money that you as the patron of this particular establishment have decided that you are willing to gift to the person that has just either brought you food or drinks or cut your hair or driven you somewhere. And I mean, I guess we do various versions of that at, you know, at the holidays, teachers get gifts, I guess, and things like that. So I guess that's kind of a tip or people get bonuses at a job, which is kind of a tip. And that's based on performance. So a large portion of our working culture in the States is expects a tip and gets one. I hope that is helpful. I can explain this further at a later episode when I get ripped to shreds by our very loving audience. Do tell me this made no sense. Please don't drag me. Okay. Our last question for this episode, Jesse from NorCal has written, and I think I know who this is, but I can't see a last name. She, I think it's a she, writes, or they write, you seem like you didn't really like, ooh, work, oh, I should have read this one first, working at the comedy club as much as everyone else you talked to that worked there with you. Is that true? Um, well, this is actually a really good segue question, Jesse. I will be airing a few episodes of Just Me. I've already been interviewed by someone, and it's where I tell my story, and we discuss actually that very issue. So you can look out for those episodes. It's going to be a series of issues because I talked for, you know, shockingly so many hours about myself. I'm sure everyone is. Hold, hold your hold your jaws together for how shocked I'm sure you all are. So I will just say I love everyone at that comedy club. I work with or worked with a lot of amazing, amazing, wonderful people. And yeah, so I will not answer that question here, Jesse, but I will be answering that question in my solo episode. And yeah, that's gonna that was a much shorter answer than I thought because that was a shorter question than I thought. But thank you so much to all of our listeners that have emailed us and let us know the things were that were not clear like this. So we obviously did not get through all the letters today, but we wanted to keep this episode kind of short and sweet. And we're thrilled that all of you are sending them our way. It's so weird to think that people listen to this, but I love it. We are always down to answer questions with the exceptions of the ones. Let's just get clear on this for my jackass friends who keep emailing me and asking if anyone's ever barfed on me because they think it's so funny that I bring it up all the time. I'm going to try and stop bringing it up, although it definitely comes up in my solo episode. But if you are serious and not one of my jackass friends and you would like to ask us questions, please do. We will totally, we're going to try and make this a regular feature and you can get in touch with us here at servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com and we'll do our best to get back to you about answering your questions. And also we were doing something with our social media initially where we were having all of the times that I, Kate, your host, have been stiffed, which is... I mean, just so many times where there's a bit meaning I got a big fat zero in the tip line. I was taking pictures and putting that up on social media. And uh, it was suggested to me that you folks do the same thing. So if you are, especially now, if you are working when a lot of us are, or a lot of our restaurants or bars or theaters are currently closed, if you are currently working and you're getting stiffed during this time in particular please send us your pictures we will feature you on our ig if nowhere else um we'll definitely feature you there and probably end up talking about it on here because that's insane to me and so yeah if you have that feel free to email those pictures also to service from hell podcast at gmail.com we would love that love to see them send them our way thanks everybody and if you like this new segment tell us we'd love to hear from you and if you don't like this segment you can just shut up no one cares 
And that's going to wrap it up for this week. We hope you liked uh, the mini bites from your chef, this amuse-bouche. Tip your servers or never come back. Thanks, folks. Good night. I don't want to record this. Oh, here we go, folks. Well, this is this is practice and things I'm not good at. But um, I am not good at asking for help. And I have resisted this for so long and haven't wanted to record this episode for so long. And I'm doing it anyway, because that's what we do when we want a better life. We do the thing that we don't want to do anyway. And that's what this is. So uh, this year, this podcast, me, I launched a Patreon because we need a little bit of help to keep this thing going. And in episodes, I make it seem like I have a big staff of just like little troll people running around behind me doing all of the booking and editing and writing and all the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's not true. It's all me. Uh, I am it. You are hearing the voice of the producer, the writer, the editor, the host, uh, the one-time guest, the (laughs) scheduler of the guest, which is the podcast or the producer. But yeah, I'm it. So I say we, because that's a business move. Wow. How big are we? Uh, We're not. It's me. And you know, the podcast has been such a labor of love and so much fun. I've done, you know, a bunch of episodes thanking you all, which I deeply, deeply mean. It has been so much fun to hear your responses and to know I've been in some of your ears is so cool and terrifying and lovely. And part of why podcasting is so empowering and lovely, which I've been told for a long time, it would happen eventually. And it did. But yeah, in insofar as I'm the only staff member, I'm also, uh, it takes a lot, a lot of time to bring it to you. And it has been my sincere pleasure to do that. But I'm asking for a little bit of help, some some shekels. And I do feel a way about doing this during quarantine and doing this during such a financially precarious time for all of us. I, I just I went to a lot of people to ask and see if this was appropriate because it just feels it feels weird anyway, but it especially feels weird right now. And I was told, you know, well, just see, let people decide how they want to spend their own money. So it's your choice obviously always. And also please know that, you know, if you're hearing this and throwing some shekels our way is not an option for you, that is totally understandable and totally okay. Just know that by listening, by rating, by subscribing, by reviewing, by supporting, by telling your friends, um, by emailing me and telling me when you like guests, all of that is super motivating and helpful anyway. So you're already doing your part by doing all of those things. So please keep doing those things and really appreciate those things. How many more times am I going to say things? Because I'm nervous. Probably more. And so anyway, we launched a Patreon. We, again, there I go. See, I'm so conditioned. I launched a Patreon. And there's going to be some bonus content there. Hopefully the goal is to get some video content up there because we haven't really had an opportunity to do that yet. And to get maybe unedited versions of the podcast because what what you all hear in your ears takes a lot of editing and I cut out a lot of ums and likes and pauses and things. And I have been told that people like that. So maybe we'll release the unedited version there. And yeah, we're just tossing around some ideas. Here I go. I'm going to just keep saying we, but just know that it's me and my brain. And yeah, I've just been tossing around some ideas on what to do with that. And there's several tiers you can join with like just a few bucks a month. Oh, this makes me nauseous, but uh, it exists. And um, a lot of people have been prodding me to do this. And I'm super grateful that my friends and family have stayed on me about this to remind me that you know, it's, it's, it's okay to ask for help for something. Thank you for, you know, being with me on this journey and being okay with me asking for this help during this time. And thank you for all the help we've already gotten and the support and the love. Please keep that coming. And we're going to try and branch out and add more content and do more fun stuff in the coming year. So 
all of your help and support so far has just been so appreciated. And yeah, I really like this TED talk has been really good. Is this your favorite episode or like your favorite? Just let me know that too. If this is like the best content of any podcast you've ever listened to is definitely happening immediately right now. So you're welcome for this episode more so than any, any others. And the podcast can be found on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Kate Gaffney. That's T-H-E-K-A-T-E-G-A-F-F-N-E-Y. Tis me, tis I. Find me there. And yeah, that's where you'll find the different tiers and the all kinds of stuff and more information. And again, like just this is a laugh riot this episode i mean i don't know how you're not in tears doubled over having the most fun because you shot you sign up for podcasts for the lecture series uh and that's what this is what this is that's what this is and i'm just really proud of myself for being boring so give us your money good night (laughs) 